0: Hello and welcome to Cave Across Projects. I'm Patrick. I'm Tony and we thank you for uh, blowing the dust off your uh, dusty <laughs> books or downloading that book that you paid a buck 99 to way too many times from Tim Challey's list of uh, books to buy. Uh, or maybe you're just looking to uh, join a, a Christian book club and you don't want to um, get out for the coffee and out of your pajamas. That seems to be the the normal thing, even for work these yeah, days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so thanks for joining us, and uh, we're slippers con- and
1: pajamas for work and Bible study. Yeah, setting,
0: we, no? we wouldn't yeah. have judged it anyway. So <laughs> that's that's not what we do. Uh, Matthew seven tells us that, and I, th- right. I think Jesus was specifically talking about pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. We're very serious about our book, uh, Truth and Culture of Doubt, and we're continuing on looking at uh, the claims of uh, Bart Ehrman in his various books. Our authors are kind of going through uh, book by book of his, providing a general discussion on um, uh, his claims and uh, where they believe that he's kind of Missing the point yeah. or uh, not being honest with his readers.
1: Um, sh- showing. Or, right, or, you know, failing to uh, engage in other opinions, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. That, are, that disagree with him right? or fully engage in other opinions.
0: Yeah. yeah uh, 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 many times in his books, he doesn't quite offer... The, well what's the competing view to that right, it's just right. a kind of a straightforward approach I'm saying that you have to uh, do that but in this type of discussion uh, having a response to the other side the other issue the the uh, uh, side that you're trying to um, I guess. Yeah. Um, pro- providing those uh, um, alternative explanations and responding to them is something that you'd probably want done. Oh, yeah,
1: right. It's kind of the scholarly
0: approach, right? So uh, obviously, this book isn't the last book to be written on erman stuff. I'm sure you'd have responses as well, and so we um, we encourage that uh, you go out and seek those as well. Um, but uh, we're continuing on our our, um, our kind of five uh, claims here from from uh, chapter two of whether or not the the New Testament, uh, uh, whether the Bible itself is full of these uh, irresolvable contradictions.
1: Contradictions. Does the Bible contradicting? Sounds like we've heard this before. Right, (laughs) Right, yes, (laughs) yes.
0: You can check all those out Mm -hmm. in uh, the YouTube page or com for uh, uh, Jason Lyle's uh, Keeping Faith in the Age of Reason. That's right. That's where we dig in more to the... um, the claims of the specific contradictions yeah. within the Bible. The, How many the, did he have? Like, he had 420. 420. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. responding so. to the to the skeptics' Bible <laughs> seems fun, uh, and uh, we're uh, finishing up today the the, uh, the claim of the New Testament authors have contradictory points of view on major issues. We covered three so far. So the first one being that uh, that the the uh, tales of the crucifixion um, between uh, various. Um, uh, gospel writers are so far out of whack that you can't even uh, mingle them together to right. make a coherent thing. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And so the, this test case looked at uh, Mark and Luke, uh, their account, and then the second one was a, a look at uh, Matthew and Luke's mention of the virgin birth while. Uh, uh, John and Mark seem completely devoid of that. Wow. And so. So uh, they didn't even
1: know about the virgin birth. Right.
0: And so with with the crucifixion, (laughs) we talked about how uh, various authors uh, focus in on various points of view. And we looked at even some of Bart Ehrman's claims can actually be reversed if you go to the garden where uh, Jesus isn't in control on the cross in one gospel, but then he is not in control in the complete opposite way in Gethsemane and uh, that seems to be uh, a big problem for for that theory, and for the virgin birth. Well, just because you, know, you don't mention it doesn't mean you're unaware of it. There's, we looked at uh, different allusions to it in Mark, and even John goes back to the beginning of yeah. the universe. He goes
1: time, yeah, and further everything. back than the right. virgin birth,
0: right? right. <laughs> and so it's not to say that that Matthew and, and Luke are completely of, of, without knowledge. Yeah, so,
1: so Matthew and Luke didn't talk about the creation of the world. Does that mean that they were unaware of it or it didn't happen? Right.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our last one, our third one, was uh, that Matthew refers to uh, kind of Jesus' miracles as miracles to prove his deity, while uh, John uh, views these as signs and talks negatively about certain <laughs> Um, prescriptions that Jesus says, "Oh well, you know, if I did these things here, then they would have believed." So, you know, what's the point of doing them for for you? But we looked at that and said that both Gospels have positive and negative claims on the signs provided, and that's, right. that's continued on through uh, into the New Testament. And we even talked about First uh, uh, Corinthians one, where uh, Paul talks about the the kind of uh, inappropriateness of signs for uh, understanding of 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 miracle uh, through miracles or through this uh, uh, haloed knowledge coming down upon you, and so uh, we look at uh, what uh, what the authors are actually writing. We let them speak for themselves. That's what even Bart Ehrman claimed, and we read that passage uh, already. Um, so uh, we're kind of we kind of looked at just the gospels themselves with those three, and now we're kind of moving out, looking at both. Uh, what the gospels are saying versus what Paul is saying. And -hmm. a lot of people want to put Paul against each other. The red letter Christians supposedly want (laughs) to, want to only take the view of anything written in red, which wasn't there in the original. They didn't switch to a red pen halfway (laughs) through when Jesus was talking. Um, And so uh, here is the red quill. uh, Yeah. Something like that. Something. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, that's our test case for Matthew and Paul are in contradiction on salvation and the law.
1: Mm. So Matthew says salvation is one thing, and Paul says salvation is another. That's the claim, right? right. So, so yeah, our book tells us that in the Pauline theology, salvation could only come by believing in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, apart from following the requirements of the law, right. right? So we're not saved by following the requirements of the law, according to Paul. It's believing in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? And, and accepting accepting uh, Jesus' resur- death and resurrection as a payment for our own sins. The law and the prophets were meant to point to Jesus, right? Uh, Paul tells us, but God's ultimate solution is Jesus. Uh, so people must trust in Jesus who has... Uh, provided atonement for our sin, right? That's the Pauline perspective. Yet, according to Erdman, Paul's theology on these points disagree with what Matthew has to say, right? Right, especially you know the beatitudes, right? Right, yeah. So, so
0: Paul is there preaching grace through faith alone, right? Matthew is talking about you need to be strict with the law and only through complete devotion and 100% uh, giving into and following the law is where salvation relies. And we would agree (laughs) in certain ways. Again, um, uh, letting the author speak for themselves, letting the whole uh, author's work um, entail everything that they're trying to get across, um, uh, reading it in such a fashion of who the audience is for. Again, Matthew's writing to Primarily a Jewish a Jewish audience, and so you're going to find more allusions and and references to the Old Testament, and not saying that Paul is not without that because I mean Paul quotes the Old Testament. Right. Those those right. like Andy Stanley that want to divorce the Old Testament from the New Testament is divorcing pretty much half the words of of Paul, and then if you throw <laughs> in Hebrews there, you're you're just I think reading the the periods and the exclamation points <laughs> in Hebrews there. <laughs> so, uh, working from uh, this um, Matthew five seventeen through twenty, uh, Erman explains that in Matthew the entire law is kept intact and must be kept. That's what we're supposed to do, right? right? Uh, but for Urban, uh, this Matthew uh, in Matthew, it's uh, to be great which is uh, in uh, 519, Yeah, uh, it's meant keeping the least of the commandments and getting into the kingdom meant keeping the law better than the Pharisees. Wow. So it seems like Jesus is adding a lot more rules than even the Pharisees did, and we saw what happened to them.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then uh, his point is that, on the other hand, Paul, it, for him, getting in the kingdom, a different way of saying being justified. So you have your justification, your made righteousness before God, and your sanctification is uh, continuing to uh, uh, change your life uh, so that uh, your your heart reflects the heart of Christ, so that mm-hmm. your You're actions being conformed would model to
1: His image. Right, That's sanctification, right. constantly being conformed mm-hmm. to the image of Christ right. through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Right. So, uh, with Paul,
0: justification is made only by the death and resurrection of Jesus. For Gentiles, keeping the Jewish law, for example, circumcision is strictly forbidden. This is what he uh, c- comes down on the Judaizers in uh, Galatians one, especially, mm-hmm. um, d- telling them that. Uh, you, you, that uh, by by adding the need for circumcision, by by you know just a few things to be Jewish first and then become Christian, that's anathema. Mm. Damned, mm-hmm. You're going to hell
1: for <laughs> that type of belief. Yeah, so it seems like on the one hand, Matthew is saying, "Look, in order to be saved, you need to keep the law. In fact, we, you need Jesus bumps up the law to even a higher standard right, than the right. scribes and yeah. the Pharisees, and therefore you have to keep the yeah. law in order to be saved. Don't don't just not murder it, your it, your it, brother. You can't even you be can't mad at." Yeah, and then you have to stop what you're doing and go away and make amends. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's that's on on the (laughs) other hand, Paul says uh, uh, really that no salvation is by grace through faith, and we have to trust the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross for our atonement. So are these two ways what's going on here? Are they contradictory, right? So our book tells us that Erdman has unsympathetically contrasted several emphasis in Matthew and Paul. In fact, contrary to Erdman's claim, Paul... Matthew and Paul's theology have remarkable points of contact that testify to the unity of the writings, including the New Testament canon. First, Paul, uh, most Pauline scholars, while having various views on how works are to be understood in Paul's writing, have noted that in Paul, as well as an important uh, for Christians to keep the law. So Paul says, you know, it's important that we keep the law. Right. So many understand this law in terms of what Paul is talking about, to be some kind of New Testament ethic or the moral law mm-hmm. of the Old Testament. Right. Right? So Paul didn't say you don't keep the moral law of the Old Testament. He, he didn't say we can lie, cheat, steal, whatever. And, and you know, no, 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 no. He, right. he said, yes, we do have to keep the moral law of the old testament right,
0: right. yeah if, if god doesn't change in that way his morality doesn't change who he's speaking to does change so things like the ceremonial law tends to be fulfilled in christ and then especially the civil law the 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 jewish nation is essentially under roman rule they can't fully practice this the civil law right um so there's three there's aspects a lot of the of law discussion there, right? there, there's, yeah. yeah there's
1: a civil law there's a sacrament uh, uh sacrimonial law, right? All of the various sacrifices and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then there's the moral law, right? Right. right.
0: And again, getting into Hebrews, Hebrews explicitly talks about that distinction between uh, what Jesus has done, what what the Old Testament was for, uh, the 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 alluding up to uh, everything that Jesus um, uh, came and fulfilled, and then there's no need to go back. That that's the the whole uh, message to uh, the. Um, uh, a Hebrew audience yeah. in Hebrews is this, this uh, it's, it's done. It's complete. There's, yeah, Jesus there's no, there, the yeah, there's no need yeah. to go back to the sacrifices. And, and by doing that, you're putting yourself in great jeopardy of not being a, a saved person. And uh, with this understanding of, Oh, I can be in two worlds. Right. There's right. a lot of good thing in Hebrews. I love Hebrews. That's so great. the first <laughs>
1: point is, are they contrasting? Are Matthew and Paul contrasted in terms of the way of salvation? Does Matthew emphasize the law and Paul emphasizes grace? Well, no. Paul also number one point. Paul right. also talks about obedience to the law. Right. right? Yeah. He's talking about obedience to the moral law. So he doesn't entirely dismiss the law. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So then uh, we we move on and say that um, uh, second in in, the, in a careful reading of the, this Matthew passage, uh, which is the kind of the, the beatitude um, um, of the. Uh, I haven't uh, come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, Matthew yeah, 5. it's
1: just after the Beatitudes yeah. is really what he's talking about, 17 through 20, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, <clears throat> it, in context
0: shows that Jesus' teaching according to Matthew actually bears a remarkable resemblance to Paul's understanding of the law. Uh, if, if if, you come with this understanding, and I'm not saying it's wrong at, 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 at any least, is that does Paul have access to Matthew? Wouldn't he? <laughs> and so by reading that, why would he be in complete contrast to it? Uh, Matthew is probably still around at the time of of Paul's teaching. He doesn't get rebuked by the other disciples. I mean, there's so many reasons to, to, to be suspect to this complete divorce of the two that they can't be in congruence with each other. So, uh 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 Matthew lot is
1: still around in terms of still alive. They're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, "Hey, wait a minute.
0: Hold on a second. <laughs> or or even Peter saying, you know, uh, some of the the words that uh, that Paul writes are hard, but he's writing scripture. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's 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 not uh it's not Paul uh, Peter being nice, you know, <laughs> saying, "Oh, well, you know, he gets a few things wrong here and there, but no, he's saying he's writing scripture. He's yeah. writing the very words uh that that God is intended to do." Um so uh th- there's no real uh, big um um contrast here between the two. They're just um, uh, highlighting different things at different times. Uh, Carson references the connection between Romans 3.21 and the view of the law in the Sermon on the Mount, making explicit that he views those two passages as being in agreement rather than contradictory. Mm. Mm. Uh, The the quote is, uh, Christ's way is more challenging and more demanding as well as more rewarding than any legal system can ever be. Moreover, his way was prophetically indicated before it actually arrived, as Paul says, but now a righteousness from God apart from the law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify, Romans 3.21. So, again, mm-hmm. an emphasis on on this fulfilling of, of Christ, which um, um, Matthew 5 was talking
1: about. Yeah, good. Right. And so uh, also another Pauline uh, passage, Romans 10.4 um, affirms, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes right and so Matthew 5:17 and Romans 10:4 both portray Christ as the culmination right the mm-hmm. end the telos is the greek mm-hmm. word there of the old testament law Uh, So both of them are claiming the same thing With regard to Christ's relationship to the law Third, um, in in Matthew there are also indications That while works are important Individuals are not meant to count on the law To make them right with Jesus Jesus' Sermon on the Mount Leaves people feeling convicted of falling short Of such high standards In fact in Matthew 5.48 he says Uh, You have to be perfect. Right. Yeah. Right. That's (laughs) the standard. Yeah. That's the standard perfection. Well, clearly nobody is perfect. They weren't then. And clearly they're not, they're not now. Right. Right. So Jesus puts the standard so high that we have to say it can't be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but it is fulfilled because Jesus keeps the standard and therefore we can have it fulfilled in our life through through the work of mm-hmm. Christ, right. right? Yeah,
0: and again, Hebrews, uh, you know, the, t- talking about Jesus being our great high priest uh, and, you know, uh, the, thinking of the high priests that have come before him year after year, killing after killing, uh, a, a pointing to a, a final sacrifice that will uh, no longer require this type of death and bloodshed and yeah. this, this importance of, 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 um, uh, death and sacrifice to fulfill the requirements of the law. These weren't things that made you righteous. Uh, they, they were a a pointing towards the ultimate work of Christ. And so when Christ comes, there is no longer need for, uh, a, a more or a better sacrifice because he is it. And he is also the priest and he goes and he sits down. That's, that's a great thing about uh, Hebrews. He sits down. There's no place in, in the temple to sit down for the, for the priest. You had a rope tied around you just in case you didn't it's fall down no, and they yeah. couldn't go in they, and get they had you. To drag you out. And so where does he sit? He sits on the seat on, on, you know, on the ark on, on, in heaven. That's, that's where he goes. And that's, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a, a, a great telling. And um, there's an idea, or at least uh, in some way, Hebrews is very Pauline in, um, in, in, um, in terminology and stuff yeah, like that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, to a certain extent, we might say, well, yeah, there are two different perspectives on the law and salvation. Right. I mean, right. if we could totally and perfectly keep the law, of course, we'd be saved. Yeah. Right. We'd be perfect. Yeah, that's and so, the point. Right. right? <laughs> uh, so that's what Matthew is saying. And, and, and Jesus is saying. And of course, Obviously we can't, we fall short of that. Right. We right. need a savior, right? Yeah. And Paul's emphasis is we can't keep the law. Therefore what Jesus accomplished on our, on our behalf, save, allows us to have salvation. Right.
0: It's so why, it's why we need the virgin birth. It's why we need God to be both uh, fully God and fully man. It's why we need Jesus to live a perfect life. It's why we need him to go through temptation and uh, d- deny access to the devil uh, to use him for his own purposes, not God's purposes. It's important for him to follow the, the, the uh, movement of the Spirit. I mean, all, all these things add, add up into what that actually means.
1: Yeah, so he accomplishes the righteousness yeah. that the law mm-hmm. demands, right. right? And then God then, uh, as he is, um, his death, resurrection, uh, and ascension, uh, All then God uses his righteousness as we trust him mm-hmm. by grace uh, through faith. Uh, that becomes our righteousness, right. and, and He places our sin on Jesus. Right. right. That's
0: especially if if you if you take a look at it logically and think that Matthew is setting up a, a perfect law following in order for salvation. Well, then there's the claim of who? Well, who can be saved? Right. Well, Jesus addresses exactly <laughs> that. To, yeah. uh, you know, with, with the men it is, is impossible. <laughs> we with God, got all things are possible. Yeah, exactly. Meaning that we do have to rely on Jesus, and the whole. I, I mean, all, all all these these different doctrines of. Both uh, 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 pre-Christian Judaism and Christianity—you uh, know, uh, Jesus being our second Adam, um, uh, the, the the importance of sin, uh, following the the, the seed of man, and then him being the seed of the woman—I mean, all these things work together to, to to bolster up the the claims of the Gospels. It's 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 uh, it's quite interesting that it's not just. Oh, it's haphazardly put in, you know, why would Matthew make a, you know, a standard so high that no one could jump it where Paul seems to go, well, you know, it's, it's just up to God. Right. Well, no, Matthew also talks about that yeah. as well. Yeah. He's just yeah. emphasizing the, how, how impossible the law makes it. So, okay. Li- live perfectly. Oh, you already failed. All right. <laughs> Jesus, your turn. <laughs> that's uh, that's it for our test cases. And um, obviously there's a lot more to be said on that subject and, uh, you know, we pit uh, Paul against uh, James and, and all, all those uh, um, fun discussions of, well, you just need to read the text in context and, and that would help. Uh, but uh, these test cases that we did the before uh, demonstrate that Ehrman's own biases have resulted in rush judgments and superficial interpretations. Rather than maintain the stance of a fair-minded observer who recognizes that all stories are told from a particular perspective, Ehrman has mistakenly equated good scholarship with skeptical scholarship. It's not saying that he's unaware of these things, but it doesn't seem like he's writing about them in his, you know, his, his, his popular documentation um, uh, to, to his audience. And and that there are alternative answers out there. This book is providing the alternative answers to airman uh, scholarship, which you would have in any type of other scholarship too. So this isn't an attack on airman This is an attack on his work, which yeah. he he
1: would want as a good scholarship. Good, yeah. All right, so claim two then says this attempts to reconcile various events in the New Testament are mistaken. So, attempts to reconcile these various events are mistaken because such harmonizations get this create another account that is different from the ones being read. Right. 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 So here's one perspective, here's another perspective. In order to reconcile them, you've created a third perspective. Mm-hmm. Foul. Wrong. Right. All
0: right. It's not right. what the authors intended. <laughs> right.
1: <clears throat>
0: so, uh, Erman Stance against harmonizations is curious considering the limitations of the discipline of ancient hist- histories historiographies. <laughs> and uh, uh due to the uh a, the lack of source documents and a particular writer's inability to say everything about an event from all possible perspectives again we talked about it uh it being under persecution uh, writing having to write quickly the materials uh, added to them uh, where they were writing physically at uh, all these things uh, um, uh, limit the the uh, the The authors the scholar the 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 writers the the transcribers of of these um, different documents so uh, ancient historians uh, no matter the topic of research regular regularly (laughs) harmonize uh, various accounts to get a complete picture of the particular event being studied Mm -hmm. and so uh, again uh, having diversity of accounts means you're having more of what's being said from that author again if if you're if you're wanting every author to say everything well (laughs) everything or exactly the same thing your your critique of it could be just the opposite yeah all these diverse perspectives but then they all say the same oh they all say the same clearly there's there's one hand in all this and they're they're just copying it is is about yeah so so (laughs) what what, i mean whatever it is whatever your whatever you want is you can always critique it for being what it, what it's not. Right. Right. And so that's, that seems to be the case here. And, and we've, we've seen that in both scholarship and uh, just atheism in general. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So historians understand that their job is to put together what actually happened, right. From the various uh, uh, resources available to them. But Erdman says it's illegitimate to reconstruct from the gospels, a unified account of what's happened. So, uh, you know, uh, right from the start, uh, by refusing to acknowledge the legitimacy of the ordinary practices of historians, Erdman seeks to validate his conclusion, which is the New Testament, in particular the Gospels, cannot be harmonized, right? right? So, you know, again, uh, do we expect one person to know everything, right, and to say everything? Do we expect, you know, all of them to say the exact same thing? No, of course not. They're different perspectives. Right. And it's the part, it's the uh, the job of the historian then to look at all of the various perspectives and kind of harmonize so that we get a big right. picture kind of view. Right. Because right? everybody didn't say everything. Right. right. And history is messy. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Try,
0: trying to figure out, okay, uh, this person isn't isn't telling us everything because there's a wall in front of them. Well, how, how do we know that unless if we have someone say, and I had a wall in front of me, so I okay. didn't see what was going on. Well, again, historians also don't know everything. They they, they reconstruct from texts and and artifacts and and, and what's generally known about um, uh, certain basic principles of of societal living. All, all these things, um, uh, you know, what more likely happened. And so, to say that it's entirely impossible means you have to have a lot of faith in. Your interpretation process to say I've looked at every single possibility. There's no way to harmonize these, and uh, there's there's no way to not create a third perspective. Mm. out mm. So that that's, that seems to be a, a high bar. Mm. Harmonization can be somewhat messy, yeah. process in spots, but in case after case in Scripture, solid arguments can be made for why they <laughs> appear the way they do. This isn't you know adding. Thirteen bundles of of you know mattresses under the the, the the person, so that you take one out and they all kind of tip over. No, th- this is legitimate uh, uh, um, answers that have been given, and, and honestly, have been given for a while. Yeah. This, we're we're. We're not in 21st century offering anything new. In fact, the new stuff seems to be more heretical and more against what the the new uh, uh, early church would have uh, even allowed. Mm. And so there seems to be the third perspective, the new perspective of Paul, Uh, the the divorcing of the Old Testament from the New Testament. That's not at all what happens. I mean, uh, (coughs) again, going back to the Bereans, the Bereans search scripture. Well, what are they searching? They're searching the Old Testament and uh, so clearly paul was
1: preaching out of the old testament yeah yeah and so they went back and searched the old testament to see what he if what he said was correct
0: the the all scripture is uh is breathed out by god uh that that's i mean what what is the scripture at the time the scripture at the time other than maybe the the gospels and a few of paul's letters if if um if if that's uh being referenced is the old testament that's Uh that's what's being addressed here So to give just one example, according to Ehrman, uh, the the accounts of Jesus' trial before Pontius Pilate is recorded. Mark and John are contradictory because Mark's account is short and straightforward. And he says this on page 45 of his uh, Jesus Interrupted uh, with uh, Jesus not saying much and Pilate not declaring Jesus innocent. While John's account is longer, Jesus having a lot more to say and Pilate declaring Jesus to be innocent. We can agree that there are some differences here, obviously, but why Ehrman insists that differences must be discrepancies, discrepancies yeah. uh, is difficult to understand right. uh, that, that uh, differences don't always mean that they can't be um, um, uh, both correct.
1: Right. Exactly. Right. right. It's kind of like uh, we both witness an uh, car accident and you're on, I'm on this side, you're on that side. Right. And I say <clears throat> the car had an accident and the driver bumped his head. Mm-hmm. Well, you're on that side. You can see the passenger, and you say the car was involved in an accident, and the passenger bumped his head. Well, there are two different stories here. Well, no, there's actually one story, right? From You can see the passenger bumping his head. I can't. I can see the driver bumping his head. You can't. So we harmonize, right? The story is there was an accident, the car had an accident, and both the driver and the passenger bumped their Mm -hmm. head. What's wrong with that, right?
0: I'm not a car guy. You know your cars, so
1: <laughs> I wouldn't, uh,
0: what car was the driving? Um, It was the black one, yeah, the it was dark a, one. Yeah, I don't, yeah I don't black, know what color. gray, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I can tell you exactly what that person wore. I'm a clothes guy, <laughs> something like that. I'm, I'm neither of those things. I can tell you, I can tell you height and, and weight. That, that's about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what we, what we have instead is different perspectives, right? By different authors on the same event. John includes details, absent from Mark, but only unwarranted skepticism forces these two perspectives to be contradictions, right? Uh, the same phenomenon can also be observed Uh, in regular, classical, non-biblical literature, right? right? Um, So in light of Ehrman's resistance to harmonizing the Bible material, It would be surprising if Erdman grumbled when any kind of harmonization is accepted in these various writings, right? non-biblical writings, secular, classical writings. But this would say more about Erdman's own skeptical presuppositions than about the legitimacy of the common approach of harmonizing historical accounts. It happens all the time. This is just what historians do.
0: It it seems odd because uh, with with the Bible, there's there's an understanding that in in theory— In theory, uh, you can get the perfect answer. You can get fully uh, harmonized and have the uh, 100% correct answer because that's a a nature of the person who's testifying, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit. So, okay, even if you don't believe that, there's at least a possibility. But if I tell you Hannibal crossed the Alps with elephants, he set up and, and, and made mischief against the Roman army at almost the peak of their military might, that seems widely unbelievable, and we're okay with that because oh well, no one rose from the dead. So <laughs> o- okay, I mean you know t- taking the extraordinary claims that require extraordinary e- evidence, which isn't the case. Uh, sufficient evidence is, is the key there. Right.
1: Um,
0: you know saying oh well you know that we know that happened. Well okay, but you also took historical accounts that you you are basing on on almost blind faith that uh, that they happen in the way that uh, they're going about. And yeah. you're saying, Read well, for, for the most part, if you're writing something down, you're relatively trustworthy. But, you know, there are fiction writers who write really detailed stuff. Yeah. Does that mean we should t- take them and, you know, the, oh, well, they weren't writing fiction back then. Well, here's the one person that did I mean, you can always put defeaters in there, or, you know, uh, whether they're legitimate defeaters or not, that, that, that um, you can explain away if your understanding is I don't want to believe that right. Hannibal crossed the Alps with elephants, right. Right. which he did. And then he was brought back from to Carthage because he wasn't doing good enough. I'm like he took on the note. I, 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 I feel so bad for <laughs> yeah. Hannibal. Yeah. I, yeah, I always wanted like to defend like Hannibal because yeah. he, he just got brought back. I was like, he, he set up shop in the Northern kingdom of Rome and just was like, ha, I got it. <laughs> with elephants he crossed the Alps. With the elephants. Oh, poor, poor Hannibal. If only. <laughs> Um, so uh, I think uh, here we're, we're going to pause. We, we we finished up our first claim. Here's our second claim. We have two more claims, uh, three more claims to go. Yeah, well, five five yeah. total. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we, uh, we knew that uh, um, uh, the whole uh, Paul uh, speaking out of turn with everybody else uh, uh, tends to be a, a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, w- w- uh, there's so much, so many resources out there that you can go and read. Um, and we're pulling from a book that is um, uh, brief in, in, in scope here. And so um, uh, there's a lot more to be said from all different types of uh, authors, from popular authors who are going to explain it to those who get, get into the Greek and get into the, 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 the um, historical overviews of, of everything. Um, so I encourage you to, to go out and, and find more if, if this subject interests you or you're struggling with the subject. There are a lot of resources out there. The church has been doing it for 2,000 years. And just because you can't just read the gospel and know everything doesn't mean that it's not possible. Mm. Uh, sometimes uh, you actually have to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's no holy download <clears throat> into your brain. So again, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're hopefully uh, the next uh, uh, episode will um, will
1: complete our chapter and we'll go from there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time.